This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. All right, everyone. The wait is over. The Coronas are back in the cooler. Where they belong. We're back to living our lives quarters of miles at a time. And it feels good. Dom and the gang are back on top at the box office. And that, if anything, guys, is a sign of normalcy. Right? Yeah, the universe is healing. That's right. In some way. And, and maybe, right where we belong. Yeah, maybe the society. most uh, theoretical or... As as Bo Burnham would put it, um, making a literal difference metaphorically <laughs> is what Dom and right. the gang are doing right now. That's right. Yeah. So, man, it did feel great to be back, to be watching all the trailers that would that would go before a big movie like Fast Nine. Did you of get movies the? We've been seeing trailers for for a year and a half now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But in the theater, it feels different. That's right. Doesn't it? That's right. It feels yeah. it feels different. It's like it's like hearing your favorite song on the radio. You know, it's just it's there's something different about it. Even though you hear it, you've seen it on YouTube a hundred times or whatever, or on TV. But um, but yeah, man, Ryan, did you see the the Jurassic World teaser? No, we didn't get that in our theater. I guess that's like I thought it was IMAX exclusive. We okay, didn't go I didn't know IMAX. if they had it on the. I I saw this on the. You know, you saw the Dolby Vision. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I saw the uh, THX certified uh, theater. Okay. I almost took a picture of that. I was like, <laughs> THX certified? Is that a branding from 97 that they never <laughs> never yeah. took down that they were selling? <laughs> um, but I saw the, I, what's it, what do they call it? Limax? Oh, you know, okay. It was yeah, called yeah. XD yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, the, the fake it was, IMAX. Sure. It was so blurry. Ah, <laughs> I was nice. like, why is, it was just like the regular projector sh- on a bigger screen, like yeah. it just blew up the picture yeah. onto a bigger screen. Like there's no compensation for resolution or anything like that. <laughs> I was really bummed out because I thought I was paying for like this premium thing. I had forgotten about Limax until I sat down and started watching the, the trailers and it was like, man, but the Dolby Vision was good though, right? Yeah, man. The uh, the sound in that place is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. The, the subwoofers just, there. Yeah. yeah. Is, is, I, I, I lived by one of those when at my old, near my old house. And so before, you know, pre-pandemic, that was my yeah. my weekly theater. And I think I saw um, all, you know, Avengers Endgame, I think I saw in Adobe Vision. And yeah, it, it's like they have a subwoofer in the ceiling or the floor yeah. or some, some kind of thing. Like it's, it's like shaking. Yeah, yeah, it's like a it shaking experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's, I mean, it works well for this kind of movie. We saw... That's what we saw in the Heights as well was the Dolby Theater. And that was cool because it's the huge screen and a big theater and great sound and stuff. But you're, you know, you don't need your, <laughs> you don't need your seat shaking for uh, a really cool dance number. It's not quite as effective as uh, going around a, a, a racetrack or something, you know. Speak so. for yourself. Well, it was awesome for, uh, you know, the Rank Kings' own Dr. Weiser, great friend of the show, to mm-hmm. show up in a, in a premium vintage Toyota Supra. 
for the occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He drew quite he a crowd. a lot of money on that. Peeled but, out in the parking lot yeah. at Great by Mills. Right. It was good. It, yeah. It reminded me of old times. It reminded me of 2002. Yeah. He, he confided in me afterwards. He was like, I I took out a lot of debt for this car, guy. <laughs> I am in, I'm in a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah, but, man. Uh, but worth it. But worth it, you know? The Supra, man, the, the prices, that's going to be a vintage classic, <laughs> man. It's the O'Connor Didn't that just sell at, o- at auction for like $100,000 or something? I think the, the one, uh, yeah, the one that he drove in the first the one. one Paul Walker drove, yeah, just, yeah, just sold. Like, I, I saw that over the weekend on Twitter. I don't, I don't remember how much it sold for, but. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that much. It was like a maybe two thirds of a dinosaur. You know, it was pretty. Yeah, two thirds wow. of a triceratops. Speaking of bad. the Jurassic Park, it's yeah. Not bad. See what you did there. Tied it all all back <laughs> together, Brian. Well done. Well, they need to do something, and I'm sure we'll get here in this conversation on um, where fast is going to go from here. But they need to do something with with the heist and and dinosaur embryos, like the uh, first Jurassic Park. Yeah, you know, let's like do it. where where yeah. Dennis Nedry. Bring back Wayne Knight into the crew or something. Dennis Nedry is still alive and he's got a burned face and he's like, dumb, got to get those embryos off the island. I got you, Dennis. I will write that script right now. I got you. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. I got you. (laughs) You're my family, Dennis. I met you back in the DR. They got to transport the embryos in a a Corona. Yeah, they got to drive off the island being chased by by Mm T-Rex. Must go faster. Right. Writes itself. Yeah. It does. It really does. Well, it felt wonderful to be back. And as credits started on this F9, I don't know, F9, it just blows my mind that that's officially called F9. <laughs> Not F9, the Fast and the Furious 9 or anything like that. It's just F9. They've, they've claimed the later, letter F at this point. That's incredible. <laughs> you know, it's like Starbucks... You know, you'll shorten the logo, you'll you remove letters over time and people eventually recognize it. Now 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 it's just F <laughs> F9. Uh so here we are with F9. It, they had the vintage universal logo at the at the beginning of this. That kind of threw me mm-hmm. off. I thought we were getting into the Monsterverse or something with that old universal. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it was oh, we're, it was we're yeah, going it was for something here. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it on IMAX too. Uh, real IMAX. Mm. And uh but I caught wind of the uh, Jurassic Park trailer, so I showed up 15 minutes late, timed it perfectly. <laughs> didn't, didn't. Yeah. Didn't not interested, it. thanks. I, I was I having a hurry anyway, and I was like, I'm good. I'm not going to rush. It'll be fine. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard much about it. I didn't think it was, uh, you know, any sort of a big teaser or anything. I think it was just a couple, you know, 30 seconds or something of footage. I don't, I don't think it was like a first scene of the movie dark Knight thing or anything like that. Like you, you might get it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. I remember, remember uh, what movie was it where they show the star Trek into darkness opening scene. I remember um, seeing that in IMAX before it was maybe, Lord of the, maybe, too, maybe the Hobbit or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was something that I saw in IMAX and maybe um, the, uh, what was the, the Sandra Bullock Clooney? Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't gravity. Gravity. Yeah. It was before that. It was, I, I don't remember, but, uh, but yeah, I just remember seeing that and being just blown away. It was in 3d too. It was like, gosh, this next star Trek is going to change cinema. <laughs> and it didn't that, that I think that opening scene really is the best scene in the, in the movie maybe, but it set my expectations very high for, for what was the kind con- maybe it was a Christopher Nolan movie or something. That's what I was I thinking. I was trying to think of, I don't remember. 
I don't remember. Yeah, it might have been I mean, Interstellar. It's gonna, it's gonna no, it's gonna drive me crazy if I if I try to rack my brain. But we start out F nine on kind of a flashback, guys, at, at to a 1989 NASCAR, and the Toretto family were kind of the original Earnhardts, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I didn't know this about the uh, Toretto that the uh, the roots of the racing, and so we get kind of the uh, the vintage flashback scene to. It was it. the Hobbit, Kent. Just so you know, it was okay. There you go. I, I only see. I've only seen like five movies ever on IMAX, like opening weekend. So it had to be something like that. So yeah, we get some some background on a young Dom and their dad, the race car driver, and the young Jacob Toretto, and mm. and then we've got a, a tragedy involving the father Toretto and. We don't know what happened, but we know that it tore Dom and Jacob apart in some way, scarred Dom, and uh, and that's where we start. That's where we set the stage. Enter. We were just talking on the on yeah. the on the preview to this when we went through on the VIP and talked about all the the fast saga to this point. That uh, Dom is a character we all have a, a great. Uh, affection for without knowing much of him sort of the enigma of dom right right yeah yeah that's what makes him so great is we don't know much about him yeah yeah. and now we reveal back the layers did you like that did it did it have joker effect for you do do you like dom that just sort of exists in a in a vacuum or did it did it did it add to the dom mythos to know a little more go ahead brian i i've got an opinion on that but go ahead sure i liked it i mean i there's some uh, there's some structure stuff with this movie that that I think could have been cleaned up a little bit and sure. uh, I mean I've got some nitpicks with the movie overall but the the concept of uh, of getting the backstory on Dom and and the Toretto gang and whatnot I'm I was good with that I thought it was fine um, I mean it's funny to think that again we we talked about last week in the retrospective we talked about how they come from like stealing literally from stealing DVD players to being the only crew that can take down like a cyber terrorist and whatnot. Uh, and it's kind of funny that uh, to think of, you know, 20 years ago I was sitting in a theater similar to this. Maybe it was a great by mills theater and, uh, and watching mills was popping though. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, it was a, it was a big time theater back then. Uh, but yeah, maybe I was sitting in this theater and I was, I was watching this movie about, uh, about street races and stuff. And now here I am 20 years later and we're getting like a full on origin story of the random thief character from that movie. It's just, it's just, uh, it'd be an interesting, that'd be a weird one to try to explain to yourself 20 years ago. Be like, yeah, you see, yeah, exactly. Listen, he's, (laughs) that character's worth $50 billion. And not only are you still going to be seeing these movies in 2021 and, but there are going to be nine of them. Right. And there's yeah. going to be a spinoff too. So technically yeah. 10. And they got a ride at Universal. I mean, it's like, it's just, it's wild. And it's, it's wild. the biggest. When are you going to introduce biggest, uh, yeah, Coop to the, to the Fastiverse? <sighs> I was thinking about that the other day. He, I, when he was little, little, like one, two years old or whatever, I, I watched some of them with him because he liked that. I mean, the, you know, little kids. Cars just, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cars and fl- blurry Music, motions yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I was really into it. Now Jaru. he's probably like right in that uh, that age range where it's like all the the women might pose some you know where he's like yeah. hold no, on what's it. going on with this oh. so you can show him this one this one was very light yeah on this, the booty, one was, this one was this one was super super clean on that yeah front. but uh, yeah I mean I could I could I could figure it out we could we could find ways to but like every like I always say it's like 
it's not just Kenny Handler or whatever. It's like I want him to enjoy these movies, right. you know, the ones that I care about. I showed him Independence Day uh, this weekend for the first time, um, and that was one that I was like, "Ooh, this is a risky play. Like he may not, he may not be into this." You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, he really could. Him to, so. He could watch him too early, and and later in life, he could come. You know, when he does watch them, and he can <laughs> realize that you did. In fact, Brian, turn your back on family. And that would be I know, horrible. I know. So I you don't want to, that to happen. I don't want to start asking questions yeah. about me uh, or anything like that. Yeah. So. Oh, man. That's exciting. Do you like Gosh. Independence Day? You're you're burying it here. He did? He, uh, I'll, I'll get into it more on our, 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 uh, okay. our throwback episode this week. That's a little tease for you if you want to get in on there that. It's madamoviespodcast.com slash VIP. He ended up being a big fan. He was he was not a huge fan at a at a point. But we, we, got, we got him there. We got him there. Ooh. So. Yeah. I think when, when did Independence Day? He does out? hate Vivica Fox, so that makes sense. Probably nineteen ninety five, ninety six, nineteen ninety six. So I was nine. How old is Cooper? Yeah. Eight. He's he's eight. Yeah, yeah. So I saw it in the theater at that yeah. age, and I was. There were certain parts that I was terrified of, yeah. but we, we will tease that for the uh, throwback of the week. Right. Happy Independence Day, everyone! Here, by the way, um, and it's as they celebrate. <laughs> uh, you know, we got to celebrate in style. And that's by shooting cars into outer space. That's right. And uh, all that. Well, uh, that's where we start. And to answer your question, Richard, I, I, I'm with Brian on the fact that I was okay with it. You know, like if we're going to go any deep on any character, I feel like Dom's the one you want to go. But at the same time, it does kind of peels back the layers a little bit of the mythos of, of Toretto and what makes him mm-hmm. such an enigma. So maybe over time, I, I won't like that, but. I think this is this feels oddly like kind of like Star Wars, where he's he's kind of the the central character and he's the Anakin Skywalker or whatever of the of the thing. And by the end of this, we're going to know everything about him. You know, like yeah. I feel like there's a huge yeah. arc to Toretto, and his enigma is not essential to his entire success. Like right. it is for something like the Joker, right? But eventually, we're gonna we're gonna find out what makes him tick and things um, to the fullest extent and. I imagine the last two movies here will have the full Toretto arc closed in some some capacity with with his new brother being, of course, involved now. Uh, so, yeah, man, that's what's funny is they go to Toretto Farms. It's 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 Dom and and his little son, and so great. And Letty's there, and they're just hanging out at the farm. And it's like, this is boring, man. <laughs> like they literally had that conference. She's like, "This isn't us, man." He's like, yeah, that's true. And then they just go do another. Uh, and then here comes Roman yeah. driving Get down right the back into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I love that. Like they just can't. Nothing can hold them down, man. Like you know, they can't retire. <laughs> they can't. You can't hold Dom Dom away from the road, man. The yeah, highway of life. The domestic life is yeah. Domestic yeah. life. Can, that's what I mean. You can have family. You can be a serious family man, but uh, we gotta. Once you've had a taste of dragging a bank vault down the streets of Rio. I don't know that you just go back to farm life. Like that's just yeah, sitting that's on a farm much. is, is like maybe a, an eighth or a 32nd of a, of a mile at a time. It's not <laughs> yeah. that quarter. Right. 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 You don't want to bring yeah. it up a little, up a little. Yeah, man. So you, you start off there with recruiting them back saying, we got, we got trouble, man. It's project Aries. We got to go to Monte Quinto. And then and we have this great, I had a nickel. Yeah. great, se- <laughs> great sequence of them driving through the jungles 
and this landmine sequence that was that blew my blew my mind, no pun intended. But you just your jaw just drops, or mine does at least, at the creativity of the of Justin Lin and and Co. <laughs> what they can throw at us in these movies, you know, you just have to admire it <laughs> in some capacity. The scene with with Roman, you know, hanging the Jurassic Park style out of the car and the landmine. I mean, that was awesome. I, I, mean, I don't care who you are. That was a fun. That was a fun sequence. Um, great way to start yeah. it out. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's like sort of a good appetizer for what's to come. You know, like that's a that's a solid. That that's what these movies have gotten to, where it's like, which I I'm all here for. Some people maybe aren't aren't, but man, I I love this. You get you're gonna get like three ridiculous action set pieces <laughs> every movie at least. And, yeah, the rope bridge. Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, rope bridge. Is really Holy cool. moly! When Dom had to like. The, what was it like the grappling hook swing across the rope bridge? Yeah, was what was crazy? Oh, oh my I mean, it's so stupid. But so gosh, I'm having a good time. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. You're just like sitting there. At least, at least for me, I'm just sitting there laughing and like, uh, oh my gosh, this is so stupid. I'm saying like out loud, this is so stupid and also incredible. Like I'm hundred percent in on this stuff. It's it's always a blast. So dumb. And it's just such, it's done with such a wink to the camera, you know? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about that first of all, because I did notice a tone shift in this one, you know, an obvious tone shift. Uh, I think it has to do with a few reasons. One, Justin Lin is back in the director's chair. We haven't seen him in a while. So that's different. Two, Chris Morgan didn't write this one. Uh, he's written the last, the basically, uh, you know, since Fast Five and on, he's been the main dialogue writer for these. So I, I feel like um, he deserves an Oscar at this point for the amount of one-liners <laughs> that he gave us in that time span between all those characters. It was truly an art, um, but to remove that element and to have Justin Lim with a different writer doing this, it does have a different flow to it. And so I, I noticed that. And then you don't have the rock, you know, I mean, it's just, I felt the absence of the rock. I'll, I'll say that. Off, off the start, you feel yeah. that that extra pop that the rock kind of adds, you know. In Furious Seven, whenever when everyone's just just uh, things are going crazy with Dom and the gang, here comes the rock. Daddy's got to go to work, flexing out of a cast. You know, it just it just kind of amplifies everything. Yeah. Um, and I don't think John Cena really amplified much uh, at all. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, he was he was yeah. good, but he didn't he didn't amplify it. I think to the um, the that is, was a big miss. I mean, that that tone, they really knocked that out of the park on, you know, from five on, really walking that tightrope of being in on it, but just enough where it's not a full self-parody. Um, yes. This leaned a little more into a little overly self-aware, which you'd rather them correct. You'd rather them correct on that side than be on the self-serious side, mm-hmm. right? Um, but still, it, it wasn't that perfect tightrope that they've been. Um, yeah, so Morgan was missed. He's on the rock side of it, right? He's doing the Hobbs and Shaw scripts. Like, there's kind of been a fracture in the family, and I guess he's on on the Rock's team. That's why he didn't write this one. Uh, I think, like, I think the Hobbs and Shaw people were kind of forced into their own silo. I guess from from the Vin side of the gang. I don't know. That makes sense. It feels like Hobbs and Shaw has the legs to be its own its own thing. Uh, spoilers. I don't want to tease, but is that like its own thing? For sure, forever. Um, we'll go there, maybe. Uh, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, but so, I think more of just being in the rock business, period, is is more of a 
has more legs in the Vin Diesel business outside of this. Yeah, for sure. For it's sure. a decent bet on on his side, I think. But it stinks. It stinks on having him, and I hope we can get yeah some level of him back for uh you know ten and eleven because I think yeah. he has the perfect voice for these. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But you're right too. I think I think we're missing something without the Rock, and part of it is like. So you have that scene, so you know, the the very beginning and, and, and Dom says, I'm not doing this, I'm not going. Letty goes, and then they're getting on the plane. And in, I, my brain was like, That's not enough people for this crew right. because it's just it's Letty, it's Ramsey, it's it's Taz, it Taz, it's it's uh uh Roman. It's only four guys, and then you know, here comes here comes Vin, that's gonna make it five. And in my head, it, it feels like we just came off of seven and eight where you have like everybody's together and the team's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And and now obviously you're, you're missing Brian, which is obviously very unfortunate and terrible circumstances and all that stuff. But to to cut the rock out, to cut Jason Statham out, um, even I mean, at the end of eight, even even Luke Evans is kind of on the team mm-hmm. and stuff. And so. It just it felt like uh man, what the heck happened to our crew here? Yeah. You know, like yeah. we're we 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 were Oceans Eleven, now we're like Oceans Five, and it's it's kind of a it's a little bit of a I don't know if a bummer is the right word, but you just kind of have this feeling of like man, we're kind of missing something here. And then The Rock just has such such an outlandish personality and presence on the screen that that's really that's just really hard to to duplicate. And once you kind of get used to that level of energy. Uh, it's kind of hard to to go back to not having that. I think so. I thought I thought as the movie went, Getting they did Han a good job comes, of though. yeah. They bring back Han. That's cool. You get uh, Mia back in for the first time in a couple movies. So you're adding to the crew as you go, and then and then obviously they spend like half the movie just reassembling the team and whatnot. And I I felt like it kind of got the vibe as it went, but it did feel kind of clunky for for stretches um when it wasn't in an action set it kind of felt like uh man we're not necessarily struggling i wouldn't i wouldn't say we're struggling but it it doesn't it definitely didn't feel like they were they were firing on all cylinders at that point you know for for a good chunk of this movie yeah there's some clunky stuff man uh the uh i don't know maybe we're invincible uh aries i i just don't like the whole the whole plot line of Project Ares, we're going to control everything. I just think it's such a clunky. If we're gonna, why are we going out on this? You know, mm-hmm. I feel like we were what made what made this thing so fun for so long was when it was grounded in a weird sense of reality of somebody strapping a bank vault to a Mustang and pulling it out of a <laughs> down a street and stuff. You know, things like that. Whereas now we have all these theoretical hacks and taking over the world with digital code and all this type type of stuff. It's just like, I feel like Fast and Furious should be way more about grounded in reality, driving cars fast, flipping cars. That's what, that's what we should be kind of, that should be the motivation here. Not, not this comic book style kind of villain plot line that we got going on with Cypher. It's, it's, it, I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah. why do we have to go out, out this way? And maybe, Maybe what they do with Mr. Nobody now, he becomes more of a, the real, I don't know, villain or whatever in the end, you know, and that could be interesting because I think Kurt Russell's great and a real action star and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. that we could get at the end, you know, I just, I'm so out on Cypher, <laughs> dude, I'm so out, I don't care, 
they're going for like this Hannibal Lecter thing with her now and being in this glass cube and just being a menacing presence. And it just doesn't work for me at all. I don't think any of that worked in this film. Um, and it feels like that's where that's the Thanos of this, <laughs> this end here. I like the Cypher as a character. I love, love Cypher. Love that she's in these. Love the credibility she brings to them uh, for whatever reason. Seems like she has fun with it. I'm, I'm, I'm pro Cypher. What about you, Brian? You got to split the difference. Yeah, I kind of like Cypher, but I also feel like I think you, you kind of hit the nail. Too. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. the most 90s right. like, action name ever. I love that. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Cypher Cage. Um, it just seems like it would. <laughs> Cypher yeah, Rage uh, was uh, After Earth, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think Cypher. Right. Cypher, uh, she's going to fight against Duke Lacrosse <laughs> in an action film. Duke Lacrosse. Um, no, like I, I, uh, I kind of like it, but I do think you you hit the nail on the head a little bit there, Kent. With you can feel the Avengersification of this series. Sure, yeah, maybe that's a little a... bit, and that's okay. Like I'm not against it, and and love those movies, and that's one of the. I mean, that's the like basically the the highest grossing movie of all time. So you understand like why you do this kind of thing, yeah. and it Better also than the, uh, make it an Avatar. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. More like that was a weird choice to have well, Luda, yeah. Luda show up in just blue paint. I don't know. It was odd. <laughs> it was an odd choice for me. But but I feel like they've they've gone down that road for no reason though. I don't feel like they've sure. as long as they've got crazy car chases and I, the rock. I yeah. feel like people are going to be in on these. I don't think people I, go because of sure. Project Ares is no, really resonating. I, I, I you know, don't, I don't think you're wrong. I just think it's kind of the natural outcome of. This is where we've right. we we're trying to outdo ourselves every single movie, and we're doing that with the stunts. But we feel like naturally that has to involve the plot and the story as well. I would say it doesn't, but I also understand that that's you do run the risk of like just totally spinning your wheels for the sake yeah. of, of action. Or the stakes aren't the, aren't high higher every yeah, every movie. For sure. Yeah, I, I like them. At I think these movies are at their best. I, I Cipher doesn't bother me at all. I think she's fine. The, the 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 treatment of her in this one was a little odd because I think there's a lot of things in this movie that are just a little odd compared to the rest of the series. But I kind of like the series uh, the most when it is heist based. I, yes. I mean, Fast Five, love that stuff. There's the Fast Six thing where they're kind of brought in to take down uh, the uh, oh, what's his name? Is it is it Owen Shaw? I think it's Owen Shaw. It's Owen first, that, yes. Yeah, that, there's a little bit of a heist element to that as well. By seven, we're kind of setting all of that aside, and then eight is where we really get into this this whole like, if we don't stop them, then the whole world's going to uh, the electric electromagnetic yeah. pulse. Right, and I think that is again, it's like it sort of feels like the natural progression, just because we we got to top each movie, but also it feels like. That's what every action and franchise type movie is doing. We've got to have global stakes all the time. And uh, I kind of prefer this series when the stakes are a little bit lower because it lets the it lets the series do the things that I really like the most from it, you know. But again, at the same time, it's like it's hard for me to tell Justin Lin and Vin Diesel and the rest to uh you know, stay in your lane, essentially. Just stick mm-hmm. to what you know, that kind of thing, because they're giving us ridiculously fun. Too late now. I mean, <laughs> we're in this far. They're, over, they're, not, the time. Yeah. they're not retconning much. Um, yeah, I do want to talk yeah. about where where we can go, because I have a lot of thoughts on potential directions for this franchise They're as they're planning ahead here. But um, there's 
there's a lot of callbacks. There's a lot of old characters, you know, returning um, in this one. First of all, Skinny Boswell, country yeah. country boy, back. <laughs> yeah, he was Gosh, high, man. he was fun in this one, though. I feel like they've maybe they maybe figured out how to use him in a in an effective way. That's not total cringe for me. A little bit better. I don't know if you yeah. didn't if you didn't hear our uh, fast retrospective on the VIP. You don't know. Uh, I was not a huge fan of his uh, his performance <laughs> no. in Tokyo Drift. He's awful in Tokyo Drift. There's just <laughs> just no way around that. Uh, you yeah, mispronounced perfect, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they use him. I mean, I I will. I'm not going to sit here and say that I was super excited to see him pop up on screen. Plus, uh, little Bow Wow who. Is less little now, but but you know it was like it's fine, Thick it's Bella. fine. But but they did a good job with him once once he was on screen. He was certainly not um, certainly less cringe than than uh, than Tokyo Drift. You know, like it's it, he felt like a an well, actual actor. NCIS New Orleans you know? training, bro. Hey, they call look, it the CBS school. You know, yep. It's basically another Tej in this uh, world. You know, another sure quartermaster or whatever and this time building a rocket car for him and roman to go uh into space which was mm. we've got to pull some audio somebody some vip out there has to pull the audio of the first time we mentioned fast going to space it had to have been t- 2013 like i'm not even joking you the first time you guys threw that like okay dom needs to go to space guys yeah maybe fast me, six i would say i'm serious like, yeah. what year was that to me was like that's such a crazy leap like in my mind i'm like what but like i see now what you were thinking like no there's a way you could make this like a thing oh, and yeah. make it work and here we freaking are man props Fate to you guys export, submarines for seeing everything. the seeing the vision i didn't see it <laughs> i yeah, yeah. Needed more Dom in space, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. That. That's we'll a disappointment. You got two more oh, movies. No Toretto in space. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. No, man. Like, the get lots of stuff wrong around here, but uh, I, always, I always think it's funny when we have listeners that go back and listen to old episodes where we did movie news and talk about things that tell us things that we were excited about at the <laughs> in the past. And I'm always like, ooh, that didn't turn out great. Two things we were right about was. Fast movies going to space and like the progress, the literal natural progression of that. And MacGruber, you have us to thank for those two things, universe. It's it's MacGruber and, and the MacGruber uh, is back and it's the thing again. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, the, we the furthering of this series. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. Man, some old school callbacks to the Prodigy uh, soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> did you hear that little <laughs> drop in here? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. bringing it super back to uh, to th- two thousand. <laughs> Man, the prodigy were so awesome. <laughs> yeah, they. I think they did the entire score to that first movie. I wrote that <laughs> on my notes here. As did the pro- it was a question. Did the prodigy do this score? Because I was going to look it up. Yeah, but that was a big. It was a big part of that that racing scene was that type of music, uh, mm-hmm. that house music. So that that totally makes sense. More than hip hop now. I feel like hip hop is more now, but. Were they Prodigy or The Prodigy? I, the Prodigy. I, they were called Prodigy first, and then they had to change yeah. it to The Prodigy because of something. I don't know. What did we think of the constant flashbacks to Dom and Jack Jacob's past, though? You know, like would've, we, we got would've another done scene that all of at like, the front. Would have yeah, done that all at the yeah. front. Yeah, we got yeah. it because we flash back here again after we meet some some uh, you know younger characters and kind of establish the stakes. And then we get another flashback of. They had a race together, and they, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, they fight, finds out the sabotage of the, of the whole car. They, they say, I think it's three or four times in the movie. They flash back to young Dom. Mm. And, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't in for that. Like maybe save that for its own movie. Do a Dom origin story movie <laughs> called Toretto, where that kid Toretto. plays, plays Dom serious. Like, yeah. Give me that as its own thing. Dun duns on it as well. Yeah, like I, it just gets in the way. It just slopifies this entire movie. Whereas that's what I'm saying. Like I felt like for so long we had figured out the formula of let's just throw one. Let's just say one liners and throw cars off cliffs and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and now we're we're we've got so much family backstory and, yeah. and emotion and to I, me that just that just beat me down with this movie if anything did i thought that you if you put all that in the front let's say the first 10 12 minutes is the the background the backstory the the flashback type thing you you do run the risk of uh having the audience kind of turn off you know and be like this is, this is not really what i what i came here to do but I also think the rest of the movie would flow better, and maybe you save like one flashback, like the when you when he finds out or or confronts Jacob about him killing his dad or something like that. Maybe there's one more flashback in the movie, but to do it, I don't know, four or five times, um, I think kind of messes with with a little bit of of the structure of of the movie, and it and then when you kind of combine that with there's a there's a solid. I don't know what you guys would say, maybe an hour in the second act. Pretty, pretty much the whole second act is hand-to-hand combat and reassembling the team kind of stuff. And then these like uh, these, these flashbacks are kind of mixed in there. And, and it you start to feel like, for me at least, I started to feel like, number one, we're losing a little bit of the, of the, the vibe of what we're going for typically with one of these movies. Number two... Um, it's starting to feel a little bit like Justin Lin's kind of bummed that he didn't direct the last two movies. And so yeah, he's trying to slide in. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to slide in a few of his things here and there. Just like, Hey, I wanted to do this and in, in number seven or whatever. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and fit that in here. And then the other thing is you, you get to the end of this movie and I really like this movie. I'm going to give you a grade. It was ridiculous and stupid and fun and all that sort of stuff. It definitely feels like a placeholder for, numbers yeah. 10 and 11 like you're just like cool all right we got a guy who who is going to kind of replace brian on the team with uh with jacob we've uh we've re we've we've reassembled the whole team we brought back pretty much everybody except giselle at this point and maybe we're going to find a way to do that in number 10 i don't know um and now we are ready for our our opus you know 10 and 11 is going to be like where we really hit hard and so nine just kind of feels like um, in hindsight, like, like a, like a, a bit of an afterthought, a bit of a, of a, a placeholder chapter. Yeah. F9, yeah. man. We might look back and laugh at that. That was actually why they called it that. Cause it was, do you I mean, think, do you think yeah. the people at FX are really checking their copyrights and trademarks, for the <laughs> next one, making sure they own that? Yeah. 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 That's so funny. Sure. No, I, I, I'm totally with you, man. You know what they could have done with it? To, to maybe wrap up all that stuff in one small thing. Something that's <laughs> that they've been doing with these more recent ones is Dom has these moments where he basically goes good doctor mode or he stands like in the street and he like looks around and he can like sense like everything yeah. that Tiger happened. Vision. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this uh, weird where he could sense the past or whatever. They should have just done that, you know, 
doing that <laughs> once and then have him, you know, view his past or whatever at the racetrack, which they do do that. Yeah. He does that on the racetrack. Sure. Sure. Um, or when Jacob first pulls up in the first the movie in the jungle and it makes the weird eyes at Dom and drives away. Letty could have been like, who's that? And then Dom could have been like, that's my brother, Jacob. And then you, and then you go him with some narration with some clips and be like, me and him worked with my father back in the day. It didn't work out, you know, and have all that, you know, just like literally a minute of stuff with Dom clear all that exposition up at the beginning and never go back to it. That's what I would have been. Yeah. That's, that would have been my strategy of, of attack and my plan of attack sure. had I been uh, storyboarding this thing out. But yeah, holy moly, Helen Mirren, <laughs> we get her behind the wheel of a freaking car this time, guys. Yeah. Yes. Amen. That was awesome. That was awesome. I love that. That's Did y'all a spinoff I with her yeah. today. Yeah. About her kissing Vin. Did y'all see yeah. this? No. Yeah. <laughs> what? Somebody was somebody asked her, and I'm sorry, I don't know the I'll go back and look and see if I can find the original uh the person the guy who wrote the article, but he basically said it just you guys had such great chemistry. It it really like I found myself wondering, are you guys gonna kiss? And she, so he asked her about it and she if if she would have done that if that was in the script, and she was like Absolutely, I would. Of course, I would have. Like, no, just immediately was like, yeah, I'm totally on board. So it was pretty good. She's the coolest. She's awesome. Well, we also get involved now. Um, Bodak Yellow, aka Cardi B, shows up in the, uh, in the plane to assist Dom and the gang. I, I was surprised because I thought we were going to get more Cardi B in this. feels like this is just a teaser for the eventual spinoff uh, franchise, and she will be a part of that. But um, it was very Iggy Azalea in a f- Fast 7 there for a second. Oh, yeah. Like, that, looks, that will look terrible immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There's, yeah but there was a, she has a little more legs, no pun, no yes, pun intended, really, for sure. than for Iggy sure. Azalea. Okay. But... Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not gonna. I can't. Azalea honestly, I like Cardi B's music. Long. I like Cardi B's music, but Cardi B is like the the personification of a of the caps lock key. You know, she's just like it's just like take it down a level. You know, <laughs> like she's just so she's at me all the time, and I love her, her music is great. But like, I don't think I need her uh, leading a fast a fast movie. I don't know if yeah. I can get for behind me. It's that. more just be a little that too much. Is- super shoehorned in it's like we got to make sure sh- we got cardi b cool she wants to be here totally awesome i understand let's uh let's find a way to use her you know that's, yeah that's i think it, she could be good in doses right but sure. um sure. but Just, she, I'm she sorry. can be a I little too much real some, fast sometime. The uh, it's kyle buchanan from the new york times and the quote this is just incredible she says with vin oh my god of course i would <laughs> but only if he <laughs> But only if he talks to me before and after, because it's the voice that I really get off on. <laughs> God, she's the, best. the group voice. She's how's she married she's to? Uh, she's married to like Taylor Hackford, who's made some oh, fine yeah. films, but he doesn't seem like the most fun guy. Super like, fun, yeah, yeah. Just seems like a normal, but he must be awesome. Like totally changes my perception of him. Right, right. <laughs> she was with Liam Neeson like forever ago, and that's the couple we need back. No, oh man. I'm sure she's very happy in her marriage, but that's where's, just, where's Liam Neeson in this series, dude? I ask myself every time. Dom's dad, come it on! Yeah, I know we still got two left. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Dom's dad. I think he plays. I think there's only one role he plays in this. I mean, do you want oh, me? Really? To, sh- sh- yeah, there's only. O'Connor. Of course, 
No, Brian Mills. Character from Taken. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he just, yeah. just pops up. We yeah. just bring, just, it's like we say we yeah. bring him in as McGruber. No, yeah. we bring in Brian yeah. Mills from Taken. I'm in. Yeah, that sounds great. And Dom's like, they took your daughter. And he's like, they did. <laughs> Here's what I was he's thinking. Like, Three times. That Three daughter's times. a family. He's like, it is. You were and thinking, kind of um, each other. you were saying earlier, Brian, that, that the heists are your favorite part of this. And I agree. Fast five and six are were my favorite. But so here's what we do. We call the last one Furious 11. We bring Danny Ocean in to recruit <laughs> Dom and the gang. Boom. Let's bring it all together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's strong. I'm in. I mean, again, there's very few things. There Soderbergh are very would direct a ridiculous fast movie too. How awesome would that be? That I'm not going to be on board with. Like, that sounds fine. All of those things sound <laughs> good. Yeah. That would be freaking great. But I, I'm all for these crazy, you know, they've been thrown around all weekend. So all these crazy crossover ideas for, for Furious. First of all, speaking of Helen Mirren, did you see that Dom said, or Vin, I call him Dom. He's just, he is Dom. <laughs> Vin, Dom said that uh, he would like to do a Fast and Furious musical. Yeah, I saw that. I'm out on that. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen him sing karaoke. This, the funniest thing <laughs> is that Dominic Toretto is his character name and Vin Diesel is his real name. Like that, I know, right? Yeah. Vin Diesel is a name that if you wrote it in a fast script, they'd be like, eh, that's a little too on the <laughs> nose. Those. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Like, yeah, his, his name, name can't Vin be Vin Diesel. Diesel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That feels very uh, MacGruber's list of, of uh, guys yeah, it to, does. to assemble, you know? Yeah. Tug Beamer. Yeah. <laughs> Vin Diesel. I was thinking about that Tug. the other day. Vernon Freedom. <laughs> that that would be crazy. I've looked at Universal's IP. The only thing that stuck out besides Jurassic Park, which definitely makes sense to cross that over, is the mummy. The Brennan Fraser <laughs> mummy. I feel like they could reboot <laughs> that in some weird way with uh, you know, like a we got to call it Egypt. Something's <laughs> going on in Cairo, you know, and here comes Brendan with a, with a, you know, the King Tutankhamen is escaped or whatever. And they've got to drive around and find it. I don't know, but there's, there's certainly like some crazy things they could do after fast 11. Like if you want to take it in some crazy spinoff directions, I feel like I'm all for, <laughs> I'm all for doing that. Yes. But what, but what, throws a wrench in this is that Amblin is with Netflix now and Amblin has the Jurassic Park IP. So Amblin could after these, you know, Jurassic worlds or whatever they're under with Trevor O uh, are done. They could take that to Netflix. Um, which I imagine Netflix will pay more than universal to, uh, to have that, but we'll see, but that could eliminate uh, fast from crossing over with, with Jurassic Park. Um, if they aren't able to make the rights work. But, um, but yeah, what about Dom and the gang, you know, r volcano, maybe big, oh, like man. an earthquake situation, Racing like a San Andreas, a volcano? you know, oh, man, yeah. that sounds awesome. Yeah. Volcano strong. Here's, yeah. here's my, my honestly, where I wish they would go with this. And it sounds stupid because it is such a cop out time travel. <laughs> Let's go. Let's 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 get them to time travel back in time. All these different types of places we can retcon movies and go back to old scenes and movies. I want to get involved in F one. I want it built around an 
a heist built around a big F1 race or like big. Formula One would be awesome it. too, yeah. Yeah. I think that's how you end it. You bring it back to the roots with some kind of racing and then some kind of heist around a race. Bring it back with, to the roots, we'll go with race wars. Yeah, that was the uh, yeah. Yeah, can do that. The main thing for a while. Here, what, here's another universal property, death race. Oh, man. Statham in that too, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Paramount owns uh, Transformers, but Tyrese did say over the weekend that he wanted to cross over with that. It's like, dude, you played... How can you be in both both things? He has he's, he's in both of those. Yeah, it would not work well, but I'm sure he would get quite the check. Um, let's talk about Han, man. Han's he's back, let's baby. Do it. Yeah. One of the best characters in the whole piece. He's awesome, yeah. dude. He he really is. I miss him. I missed him a lot. I miss Giselle in this uh in this series too. And it's it's inevitable they they bring her back. Right after what they do with Han in this, it feels like they're going to give Han kind of an arc at the end here, too. You know, more than just like this movie. Yeah, um, I don't know if she's coming. You know what I mean? I I don't know that. that yeah. uh, well, she's such a big star. I feel like they try to get her. Yeah, back. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know that she's interested in coming back. To I think she would be, things, but I don't think they could so. afford her. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it could be maybe could be some of that. Um, but I mean, yeah, they don't. They, you know, she gets killed off in that movie, but you you. you yeah, you can always do that. I mean, it's it's no more. It wouldn't be any different than than Han. I mean, you don't see his like body explode or anything like that. You know, so right. with her. You, They've you established that in this. Yeah. Unless you unless your head explodes, and maybe even then you're still not dead in this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because Han treat, Han's de- head did explode, kind of. So. Yeah, I mean they they treat it like a superhero. I did not know that that Soon King was in uh, was in this Obi Wan series. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, that's I'm, sweet. I'm yeah, I learned that today that. too. That's great. That sounds awesome. What did we think about the the main bit of this movie with the electromagnet car? I thought that made for some freaking great visuals, man. Yeah. When they pull the car through the building from so the other cool. side of the street was the yeah. cool, one of the coolest shots I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb that. and so awesome. It was a blast. And it makes no sense. I'm sure there's going to be 9,000 debunking videos or whatever oh, on how that could never yeah. happen. And I, I don't yeah. care. It was Don't awesome. Debunk. If you find yourself debunking Fast and Furious, yeah. just do yourself a favor and light yourself on fire. Because <laughs> that's just as stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson is really excited to let us know how wrong all this is, I'm sure. But yeah. No, the the, the magnet thing was great. Fl- bringing the car through the building was that's top tier stunts yeah. in uh, in fast, fast and Furious uh, history. And it's still not the coolest thing they did in the movie because then that I mean the last sequence with the convoy on on I mean that was and using all those cars to flip that that big old train tank thing or whatever that was pretty baller. Ooh, yeah, cool. that was pretty great. That reminded me of the Dark Knight flipping the uh, semi, but on like yeah. a t- yeah. times ten scale, <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. of the sure. of the size of the vehicle. Yeah, that was cool. Um, another line that I really liked here was, you don't deserve to be a Toretto. (laughs) It's like this prestigious, it's like (laughs) being knighted or something. Yeah. You you get a little pin on your lapel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. The freaking Cypher Yoda puppet thing was really bad. I wrote that as an, as a note here. Um, love Mr. Nobody wrote that as a note, more of him. More Kurt Russell in this series. We get we get him like shooting 
guns, I think, and stuff in this series, though, a little bit. But you forget that this guy was a huge action star at one point. That's what I I, mm-hmm. I, I want to try to emphasize. Like, the action starness of him, not just the dude in the suit, is what I want to see going sure. forward. Yeah. We get a really, like, crazy biblical parallel scene. Did you notice this, Brian and Richard? The, the like, Samson... Cha- oh, Dom yeah. and Chains yeah. parallel of him pulling down with the chains like <laughs> yes, oh. big time. Big that was time. such a Samson, you know, you take away his chain. It's basically like it's like taking away it's like cutting Samson's hair. I think that's what they were trying to trying to go yeah. for. You know, he's yeah. nothing without the pendant. Yeah, it's not it's not super subtle. Yeah. But it was it was good. I liked it. What'd y'all think of Cena overall? I said he was fine, but he did not elevate yeah, this for me. He didn't and he's he's um you know, we're fans of his, especially in his, a lot of his film work's been really funny. He, he figured out the comedy thing first, which is normally they go in the opposite direction, these action stars, but he hasn't really been able to sell true action yet, you know, and on a mass scale, I mean, there's things like the Marine and, and things like that. But I mean, on a, on a big, he's kind of more known as a film comedian than a, a film, you know, yeah. bulky person. So it was a step in the right direction for him, but it's like, I kind of know what he's capable from from a charisma standpoint, and it it was lacking a bit. Sure, yeah, that's how I I kind of feel, especially when you're kind of playing him in the in the rock role. Basically, that's just yeah. that's a tough that's a tough assignment for him. It's tough for anybody to step into those totally. shoes and and have that same kind of vibe. He's better with like Ludacris and Tyrese, given yeah. his previous yeah. film work. You know, yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was good. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't. It's just not quite the same as again what you get with what you get with the rock. Yeah, I'm with you. But I think right, it could yeah. be. I think they set him up well for for movies ten and eleven and what. Yeah, how yeah. And I think with the addition of Han too, I think that might give them enough juice story wise to get yeah. through it because that interests me more than Jacob Toretto. Yeah, I just um, think I think that he's the. I said this kind of already, but I'll re- reiterate. I just I think he's the O'Connor, not the not the uh, the Hobbs. You know, right, in in this right, story, right. if if we're. Well, if they, they really, it's really Hobbs in this. I mean, it's the same exact. Yes, Luke yes. Hobbs. And this it is. I just, I just. I'm against for, you, and then yeah. at the very end, he's like, "I'm going to join the team." Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's they they right. just ca- carbon copied what they same did with, with Shaw too. That's the move. Yeah, they, do. Yeah. they carbon copied mm-hmm. the exact formula for when they added the rock to this for adding Cena, and that's fine. Um, but he just, uh, it just doesn't. He's not the rock, man. <laughs> like it's, it's tough. It's tough to be. Rock to Dwayne Johnson, man, the number one uh, grossing actor mm-hmm. in the world. So he certainly brings something to the table that few do. And I guess we'll end on this um, in terms of Hobbs and Shaw and um, and that. Because this this ends in the post credit scene or mid credit scene. We have Han coming face-to-face with uh, Deckard Shaw. So, I mean, is Deckard Shaw mm-hmm. back in this now or – or what? Because obviously we're going to have some kind of showdown between Han and Deckard. He's going to seek revenge. Justice for Han, dadgummit. So yeah. Where do we think? I would guess Pretty that fractured. we're going to figure out a way to get, get him. The th- yeah, I think that's the thing. Is that is that The Rock and, and Vin refuse to work together. It's not yeah. Statham. It's like Statham can like cross over to the, to the other side, maybe. You know? Cena so. and The Rock apparently don't like each other either. That goes back to WWE. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Think, remember, yeah we were at Mania. Just, we saw him shake hands. It was a big deal. Remember? That's right. Uh, when um, The Rock came out and it was, and Cena showed up. It's a big deal. Yeah. Much respect, brother. 
much <laughs> respect for your, that's my rock. That's my Dwayne Johnson. That was bad. That was a, that sounded like Hulk Hogan. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> much respect, oh, brother. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, rock. Rocky. Man. Yeah. I, I'm all for, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to, I'm going to be team Hobbs and Shaw after this. I think I'm going to, I those think that is, those awesome. movies excite I mean, that me more than awesome. this. Yeah, yeah they're, they're movie, that movie, movie, I think the potential is greater there yeah. for, for insanity than this one, than this. I, I hope that they're able to, I mean, to fake patch it up for, for these movies, you know, cause we're going to, if we really are going to go out with, with 10 and 11, then we need to get Hobbs back in here. We need to bring him back into the fold. Even if those two hate each other, whatever. that would feel disingenuous. Yeah. To not, yeah, even not any scenes together, you got to have some. Hobbs. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, let's figure it They can film at different times, whatever it's, it's, it is what, we, that's what they'll we, do. We need those yeah. guys together. I assume that the justice, we're going to get some kind of, uh, I like that closer, by the way, the, the, the credit, uh, the post credit scene. I thought that was fun. Um, and it will let us answer the four justice for Han, but I imagine we'll find some, I thought they were going to retcon it in this movie. I, I thought that when they're, when Han's talking about his, his past and like how everything went down, I really thought they were going to say that, that Mr. Nobody planned the whole thing and that Deckard yeah, was same. working for him. Um, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, we can't act like that. they haven't retconned stuff before because yeah, they I bring mean, the characters they, back that they, are dead. Yeah. He was dead. They, they've, he been, they've been doing up. it the whole yeah. time. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, they could have done that. I, I felt like they could have done that really easily, but maybe they have a plan for it in, in episode 10. But I assume that there's going to be... I, I would say it's more likely that Han and and uh, and Deckard will like have a little fight and then kind of patch it up more so than... Uh, the next movie is going to be all about, you know, uh, Han trying to kill Deckard and vice versa. You know what I mean? I, I assume yeah. they'll they'll find a way to to put it all together. Yeah, a couple other things here, just callbacks and great, great, you know, fast notes. It looks like the thirteen twenty seven house is back, being built. That was a great note at the end. Yeah, we have Brian O'Connor driving into the driveway yes. at the end. Um, we'll get say, there. What did you guys think of that? We'll get, we gotta we gotta break that down. Um, so here's the thing. I don't want them to bring him back. As much as I I think it would serve the story and be cool, I think the way they did it was just so perfect in in Furious Seven. I thought I thought they couldn't have done it any better than they did it. Honestly, that's how I felt at the time. Um, with the tribute, with the I mean, this last time I watched it this past week. I forgot about that montage they do in the movie where they show all those clips of old movies. I mean, that's the stroke of genius with it. You know, I don't think you can do it any better. Um, Paul's not here to say whether he would would have wanted that, you know. Um, so it it was a thing where he was already kind of filming Furious 7 and they finished it, you know. So it wasn't like they just did it after the fact. So it's different. Um and it might look weird with this technology. So I don't think they should do it, but it might be an inevitability at this point. I think it should just be established that he's still alive with moments like that. But like, that's it. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I mean, it, it definitely got a, uh, like one solitary tear down my, down my cheek. I thought that was a, that was a, I think you're going to continue to find ways to like incorporate him into the universe. You know, I think they, I think Vin feels like they need to, um, acknowledge him and all this sort of stuff. And so 
I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty good. Like if you want to tell me you're not going to do any of that stuff anymore, totally fine. Like that's great. Cause, cause you're right. We did get a great send off in at the end of uh number seven and whatnot. So that's totally fine. But I think they're going to keep doing it. So let's do it in, in respectful ways that, that kind of fit. So I, I liked it. I thought that was a pretty cool. Uh, oh, that was a great, that was a great, man. yeah. What great nod to him and a great, you yeah. know, shout out. The last thing you see in the movie uh, was that. So sure. I sure. liked that. I, I thought that was that was great. And I also liked the callback of Dom giving away the car, the 10-second car to, to Jacob in the same way he does to Brian to kind of form that brotherhood. Um, I thought that was a great, um, I don't know, reference to the first film and uh, an official welcoming of Jacob into the Toretto sure. family, so to speak. Yeah. As yeah. it were. And then, yeah. yeah, Corona's pop at the end and everybody's happy. So there you go. Oh, man. The only thing that ends Corona is some fresh Coronas. <laughs> All right. Um, where do we rank this one on our personal list? I went through my letterbox earlier and uh, tried to, to somewhat rank these in my mind after, I don't know, just right after seeing uh, F9, the Fast Saga. And um, it's a... Uh, this one's not not very high on the list, guys. I hate to say. Here's what I'll say as we wrap up for grades. This was not a good movie, I don't think, but I loved it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I hope that yeah. I hope that's an okay thesis of what I of everything I said because I don't know if I'd recommend this movie to a lot of people. To be quite honest with you, I feel like, I feel like you kind of have to have a certain. I don't wink to the camera or, or, or just a mindset to go into these. Some, I think the dumb is the biggest hurdle for people to get over with, with most of these is just embracing the idiocy of this, you know, because we're so used to going in and. Yeah. But like uh, Avengers are dumb. Like, you know, there's, there's a certain, yeah, I don't think, I don't think they're, know, threshold, they don't whatever have the that reputation. Threshold is. That, I just feel like every time um, Fast and Furious is mentioned. It's like an eye roll of a thing. Does that? Does that? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I see. I don't have. I, I don't mean, either. I might be in a bubble. Yeah. I don't. I don't have that experience at all. Like wow. I don't know a single person. I feel like not... everyone I've I've tried to like say, "Are you into Fast?" It's like, nah, man. You know, I don't I, know. I might just know a bunch of like hipsters or something. But with like that crowd, it's always been the biggest. With that movie, kind of movie nerd but like kind of aware of the its place within the zeitgeist with the context it's always been the biggest so i, wow. I yeah i've never had that oh wow yeah that surprises me i mean it's not even to say that like everybody who goes to see it loves it lots of people who no, go no. see avengers movies don't like don't like the movie you know at the end sure. of the day but same maybe the same with this and this one may be the one that that sends some people to the other side of that who say no you know uh, the last one was too stupid i'm not doing this anymore Whatever, it's ebbs but, and flows, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they're not going to make these. Well, they should, but they're not going to make these into the twenties and thirties. Uh, that's a different argument. But yeah, I mean, that's right. if they were to keep doing this every two years with some sort of, you know, there would be two good ones and three three mad ones. And but the pro, the good thing about these, the thing you could say about these, the the vast difference between late in the series and early in the series is the the basement is now much higher. Like if this is a sure. meh fast movie, it's so much better than Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> you know, right? The, the yeah, way they sure. sort of sure. engineered it is, yeah. Even when they quote unquote kind of miss, it's it's more fun than than most things. Yeah, yeah. 
and they're events. It's a, it's an event movie, and that's a good you know that's a good thing for theaters. So um, I'm hope I, I'm I'm hopeful that this helps a lot of uh, a lot of theaters. Like the Alamo near me is not reopening until next week, and I just was like, guys, you're missing you're missing yeah. a real opportunity. You need to get on this fast money. That's a that's a poor decision. Yeah, that was bad oversight by them. Uh, I've ranked this one uh, fourth worst in the series, and I've included Hobbs and Shaw in my in my yeah, ranking here. I would too. But yeah, the ones I have that are worse are Tokyo Drift, Too Fast, and right now I have it slightly ahead of uh, The Fast and the Furious, the original. But um, that's just because yeah. of the cringe nostalgia that that didn't hold up and, and things like that George. Um, but uh yeah demerits for George. Yeah. it's probably a better movie but um it doesn't hold up right now and in, in my on my list as much as fast nine does but um but yeah well, I, I would say it's overall a disappointment but a great disappointment it's a disappointment that this wasn't the greatest fast movie i've ever seen sure right but yeah. um yeah that that's that's because i feel like everyone from now on is going to be my favorite and the fact that this one isn't is a disappointment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, does it make, does it dampen you for Fast Ten at all? Fast Ten your your seatbelts? I don't know because, like I said, like Brian said, this might just be kind of a prequel, so to speak, to a bigger, you know, setting the stage for bigger events. Um, and then in that case, it's fine because they could bring back a couple characters here and there. Rock shows up, we're all good. Or Statham is involved, and, and there's enough energy to get us through it, through, through two movies. But if they keep going back and Justin Lin is trying to do this whole Dom, Dom's whole life story and Letty and just kind of basically just showing stuff that's already happened <laughs> instead of stuff like that's going to happen, that's where I don't want us to go um, yeah. in this. And that's we where I'm afraid the, we're going to go. We got to get Mother Toretto in here at some point. We got to get uh, Abuela Toretto in here. They said it's going to be Rita Moreno. Or that's who, um, yeah, that's who he was after. That'd he's going cool. mean, to get. Yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be fun. She's going off that West Side Story uh, hype this year. <laughs> She'll be uh, quickly in demand. Very quickly. All right. So my grade for this one, guys, I'm going to go probably B. Okay. Richard. I'm going to go, I would say if there's most things, I'd go B or B plus, but it's a Fast and Furious movie, so it gets a bump, so it's an A minus. Oh, Michael Rooker was cool in this, too. Yeah, by the way. it was. Good call. Forgot good about catch. It. What about you, bright guy? Uh, a minus for me as well. I, you know, like I said, that's, that, that is a full-on bias grade, and I'm okay with it. I have it underneath. I have it behind two, three. I'd probably put it ahead of, uh, I'm sorry, I said it beneath. I, I have it ahead of two, three. And I'd probably go ahead and put it put it ahead of both one and four, but it's the it's the the lesser of of the five through nine range, which is where you know this series mm-hmm. is really making its money. So for me, it was it was between enjoyable. this and Fate of the Furious for this spot, but the Fate of the Furious has the Rock uh, yeah. punching a uh, torpedo, punching a torpedo. So yeah. that's that's that's, that's yeah. where it got the edge. Sure, you don't have a lot of rules, but yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly you're always bringing that up you're like dead it this well cl- classic <laughs> we know 10 and 11 are happening um and another Hobbs and Shaw I guess we're gonna get a a uh female led fast series that they've announced um that'll happen at some point I don't know if there's a date on that yet but who knows maybe we'll get death race Jurassic mummy 
Fast and Furiosa too. I don't know. We'll see at some point. Sounds good to me. Okay, let's hit a quick week recommend, guys. Weekly recommends. Uh, Brian. Yeah, sure. Um, there's a book that comes out uh, as we are recording. It comes out tomorrow. Uh, but as the listeners hear this, it's available right now. It's called Reborn in the USA. Uh, yeah. Which is, uh, excuse me, about uh, about Roger Bennett. The, the oh, Raj. Half, yeah, oh, Raj. Half of Men in Blazers. Um I had a uh, I had a VIP who I won't I won't name in case he he or she is not supposed to do this but he or she sent me their uh, advanced reader copy a few oh, nice. weeks ago um, which was really cool really cool thing to do and uh, I haven't gotten to read all of it yet I'm about halfway through it but it's awesome man I'm really I'm really enjoying it I don't think you'd have to to be a soccer fan or be into soccer to uh, to enjoy the book uh, Richard's gotten super into to uh, EPL. Yeah, I've heard him. Last, he's uh, been promoting year. a ton of stuff. He's been promoting yeah. that book on a ton of stuff I've listened to. So I've like, I feel like I've read sure. half the book already. Plus yeah, on yeah, his totally. own pod, you know. Totally. Yeah, the whole bit is this. It's great. Roger Bennett. If you don't know who he is, he's a he's a soccer commentator essentially who does this podcast and TV show Men and Blazers. Uh, but he he moved to he moved to the U.S. in uh, like the mid '80s, and it's so the book is kind of about him like. Sort of falling in love with America, trying to assimilate into American culture, but still hold on to his own, you know, his own culture, and then to kind of bridge those two things. And then it goes into a lot of other stuff with this whole concept of America and and you know what you love and what you don't, and and all this kind of stuff. It's and it and Raj is a really funny guy. He's got a great comedic voice, and uh, this is his first book. And so I mean, you can tell it's a first book, I think, in some stretches, but. But still, uh, really quality, really quality read that I'm I'm enjoying quite a bit. So, listeners, uh, check that out. Reborn in the USA, Roger Bennett. What you got, Richard? I've got. Uh, I'll go with. Man, I've I've been working on a stupid cabin, so I haven't uh, ingested much media. But there is a new Richard Nixon book out, and you guys know I, if there's a Richard <laughs> Nixon book out, I've read it. And uh, so it's called King Richard by Michael Dobbs. It's up to better. It's not quite as good as the. Uh, the Evan Thomas one, but uh, but but very strong. So King Richard uh, by Michael Dobbs is is my recommend if you're into uh, into sort of the pathos of, of of President Nixon, like I am. One of my favorite literary characters ever. Uh, it's a, it's a really strong one. Nice. That's a good recommend. And uh, Roger Stone wrote the forward for that, right? Is that correct? Absolutely. In in March, it got helped me get my uh, back tattoo to match. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I'm going to recommend a, a TV show because a new one was announced. Um, Nathan Fielder's new show is going to come to HBO. So excited about that. Um, but Nathan for you is, uh, has been added to HBO max. So if you've never seen that, you need to, uh, go through that and, and enjoy the four seasons of, of glorious, uh, iconic, uh, some of the best, stunts that have ever been performed in uh in terms of live comedy and um borat style comedy so um go go watch that show it it'll change your life it's incredible and i am so excited to see where he goes with this new show um it's called the rehearsal it has something to do with people rehearsing things for life rehearsing their ideal versions of their life so that's the only premise we know it's going to be in the vein of nathan for you which is basically the premise of nathan for you is he's a business expert who goes to small businesses around his town and 
tries to help them grow their business with often crazy and ludicrous ideas. And he spends crazy amounts of money. And um, that's all you need to know. It's the most insane, awesome show you'll ever see. Um, but get on get on board with Nathan Fielder and um, get on board fast because his new show is, is coming soon and it'll be awesome. So um, maybe, maybe the best thing about about watching Nathan for you is that you understand all the memes and jokes that come off of it. You know, whenever, whenever any business has a terrible idea or an awful ad campaign and you get to see it just, you know, put up against a, a picture of, of Nathan Fielder or things like, I mean, it's, it, and that happens all the time. One of the better, better bits, every time. one of the better, not is, I guess it was a joke, like right at the start of the, uh, the pandemic when all the masks were sold out that like, this was just a, a like like a plan by Nathan Fielder for a mask manufacturer to drive up demand, you know, like because there was stuff that he did, you know, the dumb Starbucks and and the the movements like the fake uh, a workout routine thing that he did and stuff like that, that you didn't know for years that that was Nathan Fielder or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. And the stuff that he's he might reveal on this that we never knew was him is it's going to be amazing. Um, my favorite one. If I'm going to suggest one, which is one of my favorite ones, actually, it's called The Anecdote, where he goes on Jimmy Kimmel, and he wants to have a funny story. So he spends $400,000 of their show's budget to create a story that would be true so that he could tell it on the show and no journalist would look it up as a lie and throw him <laughs> in a Brian Williams situation. So so every, so every, that every fact of the story was was 100% true. He did all this crazy stuff, uh, and um, it involves um, wearing a giant suit, um, a small baggie of powder, and some some crazy uh, some cops are involved. It's amazing, um, but uh, it all culminates with an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live at the end, and it's it's glorious. But give Nathan for you a shot, and um, and also the show he produces, uh, How to with uh, John Wilson, is very 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 funny as well. Um, in the same vein. But uh, but yeah, there's recommends, there's Fanine talk. Hope you enjoyed it, and let us know where you think Dom and the gang are going after this. Where do you Mars. want them to go? Mars. Volcanoes. I'm I'm going volcanoes. That's that's okay. I volcanoes want a volcano. on Mars. Come on, yeah. Volcano I'm going center Mars. of the Earth. Okay. Let's yeah, say we go awesome. the other direction. Time travel. I like it. We need to go Time to. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to mm-hmm. go to you know, World War Two Germany. Okay. There's some tanks. Get out of the way. <laughs> All right. There we go. Thank you for listening. And if you want our retrospective talk, um, hit that VIP as well. we talk a lot. All the fast movies. Love you. We'll see you soon at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. So salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.